October. <laughs> After <laughs> dark. After dark. See shanty. See shanty. See shanty. Yeah, us in. All right. Welcome to a Midworst podcast. A narcissistic pursuit of sea shanties and all sea shanty related ideals. My name be Toilet. Yar, I be Sack. And I'm I'm Luke. This is <laughs> the mild mannered deckhand. Uh, yeah, I'm Luke. I'm the the stowaway. I thought we were going to the West Indies. Turns out we're going on an Antarctica expedition. Oh shit! And a pretty coat. Your choices are pirate accent or Italian accent. You know the rules. <laughs> oh, I, I can't do either for a sustained period of time. Shout out to Hattie. We can hear you in the background. Doors are closed too. That's a loud wow. ass bark She's for a little let, dog. What is she? What's what's up, little dog? I I can't imagine what she's borking at. She still chases things on the television, which is an incredibly annoying habit. Hank is uh, in the habit now of any anytime he hears like the door knocking on television or a ding dong noise, he's going ape shit. Protect. <laughs> he protect. He attack. He, he watch TV and rubs his sack. Sack. And <laughs> wait for a snack. There you go. Um, well, gentlemen, as we're recording today on January nineteenth, twenty twenty one, inauguration um, Eve, Eve. Um, I have to say Should, that as it would just be inauguration Eve. Oh, damn it! Okay. <laughs> I, I have to say, as a nation, I feel like we're going to be um, correcting a mistake that we had made in the past. You know, it was a very contentious decision that was made in the fall, and a lot of people were upset, um, and and rightfully so. But I think that going into 2021, it's time to turn the page and begin to heal as a nation, because, friends, our long national nightmare is over potatoes are back on the menu at taco bell no way march 2021 oh let's freaking go let's fucking go oh that's a big deal in this household we're a cheesy fiesta potatoes household do they make are are potatoes regularly available in mexico uh yeah they're new world new world vegetables so yeah Okay, so why 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 was the transition made away from potatoes just to give us potatoes back? Was that the whole point, just to drum up? Oh my God, where are the potatoes? Just to be like, so, here they are. So my pea-brained assumption is that it probably is very difficult to cook potatoes, but my galaxy brain assumption toilet is that yeah, this is all just one big marketing ploy to get us back in. Or it was it a Luke- cost, cost saving measure or something like that. Like they replaced a lot of shit with black beans too. Um, but in fact, Taco Bell released a press release, um, if I may uh, uh, delight you with a read. God, a Taco Bell press release reading? Yes. Wow. Is this as good as the Red Lobster one with the uh, the Mountain Dew Garita? Um, there are a few things that can top the Mountain Dew Garita, but that was irony. I feel like this mm. is just earnestly good news coming from taco bell 
We need in an era where we're desperately needing good news. Please hit me. So Irvine, California, January 14th, 2021. Taco Bell is starting fresh in 2021, especially with its vegetarian fans. This brand is kicking the year off with the return of potatoes and exploring a new plant-based protein with Beyond Meat. Ooh. After a brief hiatus from menus due to Taco Bell's menu simplification efforts last year, Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes... Yeah, that's a big failure. Yeah, no shit. It was only good because there was like 5 billion items on the menu. Um, Cheesy Fiesta Potatoes and the Spicy Potatoes Soft Taco will be back starting March 11th. Taco Bell is also teaming up with Beyond Meat to create an innovative new plant-based protein that will be tested next year. Taco Bell chose to team up with Beyond Meat as blah, 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 blah. They're picking Beyond Meat over Impossible, which Good. is like cool. I'm Beyond is better. Like, yeah. What, what can you can you guys do a quick uh, recap for some of us who haven't had Beyond or Impossible? Impossible's big thing is like the synthetic blood that it uses to replicate like <laughs> red meat. I'm serious. Like that's yeah. like their thing. And so which one would, which one would confuse Army Hammer the most? Oh, I actually don't know what's going on with the Army Hammer story. I just see that he's getting dragged, so I don't understand that joke. But it sounds funny. What he do? Let's just say it has something to do with the fact that he likes to eat meat. Maybe human meat. I don't know. Oh, okay. The jury's still out. Well, Impossible and Beyond are neither uh, human meat, raccoon, none of the above. Uh, but Beyond Meat is kind of like a beanie paste. So if you're a bean stan, like I think everyone in this room is, you're a Beyond Meat stan. So Bean Dad is big is big with the Beyond Meat. Well, it, we're not Bean Dad endorsing. Bean Dad was just like had b- baked beans on deck, which what red blooded American <laughs> doesn't have red beans on deck in their house at all times. Um, Bushes I believe, baked beans. I believe like impossible. seventeen teaspoons of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I believe impossible products are made out of peas and not beans. That sounds right. Peas versus yeah. beans. Beans um, always win. Beans, beans always yeah. Win. Are peas considered a bean, Luke? I feel like you would know this. I think Ooh. they're a vegetable. Is it a legume? Maybe a legume. legume. I think they're legume because they're pot. They're in pods, right? Peas in a pod. Sure. 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 Okay. Uh, going press- back to your earlier point, I do miss the complicated Taco Bell menu that had like four thousand items on it, starting <sighs> at the low, low price of sixty-nine cents. Why don't we bring that back? I, I mean, I think that this is the first step into doing so because they tried menu simplification as if that was a good idea. People don't go to Taco Bell to go to Chipotle. Okay. Yeah. Taco Bell just needs to realize that and steer into what they are. Agree. Yeah. Um, the press release goes on. The return of our beloved potatoes is just the first <laughs> step in showing our fans the strong continued commitment to vegetarians we are making this year, said Liz Matthews, Taco Bell's global chief food innovation officer. Uh, honestly, my goal endpoint in climbing. I was going to say, I feel like this is this is a job that you are in the making for, Luke. But just I, remember all of us when you make it there, OK, like, you know, patronage. Let's get let's get the boys some jobs at Taco Bell, Taco Bell Global as well. Go ahead, uh, toilet. I just got really excited. So it turns out, Luke, you and I are alpha males. Do you know why I know that? Because we prefer Beyond over Impossible. That's correct. Because Impossible is not, in fact, a uh, uh, 
a what did you say what was the base pea base peas P? yeah it's a soy base so if oh, you impossible yeah. you're a soy boy and if you're oh, a no. soy boys if you're a beyonce and it's plant protein no soy at all let's go um there we go um, we have long been a leader in the vegetarian space, but this year we have more meatless options in the store that vegetarians, veggie curious, and even meat eaters will love. They say after like destroying their vegetarian menu for half the year. I like the term veggie curious. I'm also veggie curious. <laughs> <laughs> My cholesterol is really high, so I've got to be a little veggie curious. <laughs> <laughs> Um, my mom was made me a uh, quick aside. My mom made me be veggie curious when I was a kid. We'd go to Subway for lunch, and I'd get the meatball marinara sub because it <laughs> like red, red sauce and red meat slathered onto an Italian loaf. And she's like, "You have to get some vegetables on there because <laughs> we." No. Had, this was like the early two thousands when like Subway was like the healthy dining. <laughs> When he went out for fast casual dining. So I had to <laughs> sheepishly go back to the guy behind the counter and hand him a foot long soggy meatball <laughs> and say, Can you throw some shredded lettuce on top? Of <laughs> Not lettuce on the meatball marinara. No. <laughs> I'm like, Mom, it's, you don't you put vegetables on the meatball, meatball sandwich. She's like, You have to put. Sandwich not time. even not even tomatoes <laughs> or like a green pepper i don't know i could think of like a worse thing to put on there than lettuce <laughs> oh man can i get teriyaki <laughs> uh, but vegetarian is not just a trend for taco bell the brand had meatless items like the bean burrito for many years, and it was the first quick service restaurant to partner with the American Vegetarian Association back in 2015. And Taco Bell currently has over 30 vegetarian ingredients on the menu. Okay. Notice they did not say menu items, just ingredients. Ingredients. <laughs> lettuce. Yeah, we got uh, we got our yeah cheese, our lettuce, tomatoes, wax paper. <laughs> Caramel apple empanada. <laughs> cinnamon toast crunch dipper. Yeah, what are the, the cinnamon twists? Those things hurt my mouth. They're kind of in the same category as cinnamon toast or uh, Captain Crunch. Oh, I love Captain Crunch. I do I got too. A box they, downstairs. They just hurt my mouth too much. All right, I'm I'm almost done with this, but I I wanted to. Uh, share with you some of Taco Bell's vegetarian offerings overseas, which they just happened to mention in this press release. Ooh. Ooh, Is there fish tacos somewhere? We got a falafel somewhere, a falafel taco. Uh, we're close to falafel. Um, they have pulled oats vegan protein throughout Europe, which is a big no for me, fam. What's pulled oats as a resident Englishman? It sounds like oatmeal to me. I'm not really sure. <laughs> no way. That's disgusting. It's or, on the breakfast menu. <laughs> or like it's processed into something resembling seitan or something like that. You know, like the non-meat meat. I think that's a relative of soy. I got explosive diarrhea eating seitan one time. Um, and the halloumi crunch wrap that was offered in Cyprus. <laughs> 
Wow. Who's going to Taco Bell in Cyprus? <laughs> Me. If I ever make it to Cyprus. Wow. I'll get hammered on that like 130 proof liquor that's native to Cyprus and go to Taco Bell and get the halloumi crunch wrap. Hmm. Oh, there's uh how many do you think are on the island of Cyprus? Two. Wrong. Three. Oh. Yeah. Plenty of options. They deliver too. Do they deliver here? By <laughs> next day so. mail. <laughs> That'll be two hundred and eighty dollars for your Taco Bell delivery. Any fish tacos on there? Um not in this press release. Okay. Um, I know that they've dabbled in fish tacos in the US, or at least shrimp tacos. Which mm. Do you guys know? Do you guys know why? Speaking of Taco Bell, do you know why it's called Taco Bell? Because the founder's last name was Bell. Yeah, Art Bell. That's exactly that's exactly right. And he I thought... innova- he innovated the crunchy taco shell. Oh, he can't. did. Did he come as, up with that? I mean, the version that we know today. I'm sure it's like a ripoff of like an actual Mexican <laughs> dish, but like the cardboardy. Taco Bell, old El Paso style taco shell. That was his thing. Wow. Brave man, innovator. He sounds like he belongs in the hall of heroes that uh, that uh, Trump is trying to uh, <laughs> Trump's trying to make before he leaves office. Mm. Which features uh, two non-Americans, by the way. <laughs> At least two. Two that I've heard of so far. Albert Einstein and Alex Trebek. <laughs> Wait, what, is this a real thing? I thought this was a joke. No, it's not a joke. No. Do we, well, do we want to segue into this? Because it is a topic. Yeah, or, sure. Or do we want to... No, that's the Are end of done? my Taco Bell spiel. Go ahead. Okay. We're, we're very we're very proud. We're really, very happy to have the potatoes back. Yeah, thank back. you. Cheesy that's... Fiesta Potato Fiesta coming March 2020. Yes. March 2020. That's 20. a day. I'm, I'm happy with that. A day one purchase for sure. <laughs> All right, toilet. Well, right before, you know, when certain administrations leave office, they try and get as much, you know, get as much legislation pushed through as they can, right? Sure. A lot of times you see pardons and all that stuff. Well, um, President Trump has written an executive order that he would like to have a – Luke, help me out here with this. Is it a garden of heroes or it's like a mall of heroes? Basically, he wants to make like statues for like – a thousand people. The yes. Garden it's of insane. American Heroes is the official Garden name. of American Heroes, but like the, some people are kind of like joking about like there really aren't like some of the people on there are not American, American or not a hero. I'd be like, we'll go. <laughs> I would say Alex Trebek is a hero. Yeah, I would too. Uh, but, not uh, super American. Not super American. Art Bell would be an American hero. Yeah, he, Neither... I think he. I think he needs to be an American hero. Neither is Taddeus Kosciuszko. He's a Polish hero, although he has a park named after him here in uh, glorious Logan Square, Chicago. Hmm. Is he? Is that? Uh, is that Kazimierz Pulaski? It's close to Pulaski Boulevard, but it's a different guy whose name is Taddeus Kosciuszko. Hmm. I like some of the names on here, like Kobe's on here. That's pretty cool. Okay, I guess I got to look this up. Yeah, there's. I, I mean, we didn't have enough time because it kind of just got released like yesterday or last night or this morning or whatever. But I mean, we could have done a quick impromptu, like uh, quick impromptu uh, um, power ranking or so. You know, like a Mount Rushmore. This is. There's a lot of people. 
Like yeah, they're gonna make like statues for all of these seven hundred people. people. Oh my god! Ooh, shout out Frank Lloyd Wright, our Midwest hero. Um, Johnny Appleseed. That one stands out. <laughs> I didn't know that was a real guy. Um, hmm. The boys read a list. Yeah, the boys read a list. I would love to go somewhere where they honor both Alex Trebek and Sam Walton right next to each other. Aretha Sam Franklin Walton is on the list. Yeah. Cool. John John Wayne. Real cool. <laughs> a friend to all, Sam Walton. Mm. Um, they've also got uh, Ernest Hemingway up in the cut. Um, hopefully, he's carrying like a bottle of rum and a handgun. <laughs> Who was yeah. in the room when they decided on these names? Do you? Do you think they just like kind of shouted names at like a big idea board and like there were no wrong answers kind of thing? Oh, Antonin Scalia. Antonin Scalia and Whitney Houston standing hand in hand next to each other celebrating life. Uh... Hmm. Whitney Houston uh, with a crack pipe. (laughs) But, but, But eight octave range. This is weird. Yeah, it's a, it's a very eclectic this is, list. This is Marquis like if my, de Lafayette. This is like if one of my kids like had to do like a history project last second about like the history of our country and just like copy and paste <laughs> four hundred <laughs> names into a document and said, "There's a pro- problematic name right here, Christopher Columbus." Oh, oh yeah, Columbus. Columbus was one of the ones that stood out for sure. Not quite American either. Not super American. Not a hero. Never set foot on American soil. Um, Cy Young and mm. Lou Gehrig were our famous baseball boys, and Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth, yeah. A lot um, of baseball, boss baseball leaning. Not a lot of football guys. Eh, I think Trump's a big baseball fan. No golfers was, I think the. That's a shocker. Well, surprise. Other he's than kinda... Bob Hope. Himself. <laughs> he I'm assuming he's also in this, right? He put it himself in there? No. <laughs> um, the one that people were freaking out about was Hannah Arendt, who wrote I forget what the exact title was, but like the foundations of totalitarianism or something. Um and Columbus and uh Again, our non-American boys in the Garden of American Heroes. Obviously, Kobe Bryant is, uh, um, you know, a choice. His image has been rehabilitated a lot. In the oh, past Steve year. Jobs. <laughs> Steve Jobs. Um, you know, uh, there's uh, one that says Chief, and it kind of gets cut off in the line. I'm just going to assume it's Chief Keith. Uh, <laughs> oh no, Chief Joseph. Chief Keith. Keith Cozart. <laughs> The Garden of Chicago Heroes. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. That's a lot of names. And that's like uh, trying to figure out what their sort of relationship, relationship is to each other, if there is any, and like how you're going to figure out how to group them or if somebody's going to have to do the think piece that ranks them. Like oh, That well, sounds like that, a that's very gonna like... That's going to be uh, us. Our next yeah. podcast should be us ranking all 750 statues in the Garden of American Heroes. Because <laughs> this is just like a bizarro Hall of the Presidents. It would be sweet if they were animatronic, actually. <laughs> what if it's just all wax? 
wax models like the Madame Tussauds or whatever. Honestly, like it sort of is closer to a Madame Tussauds than it is a Hall of Presidents. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, some some of these names are some of these names are a little. Uh... Oh hey, Vince Lombardi, football guy. There we go. Oh, there we go. Oh, all right, a football hey, guy. Hey. A football man. Football man. I think that since this was uh, Edgar uh, Allan Poe, named after uh, had a team named after him, there the Ravens. There yeah. you go. <laughs> wow, that football counts. influencer Ad- adjacent <laughs> football, football influencer adjacent. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> Um, I think that they should make uh, some people do build this entire uh, thing here for $7.50 an hour and see how long it takes for it to get done. <laughs> Take a long time. Is that to memorialize Sam Walton in both spirit and in <laughs> bronze? <laughs> exactly. It'd be funny if uh, some of them were like the who was it Ronaldo that statue a couple years ago that was just like god awful. Yes. Like, yeah. Some horrible oh renditions of some of these people just to get you know a little bit of clout. Speaking of bringing it back to football, some of the busts at Canton are just like terrible. Like you can't tell who it is unless you see the nameplate underneath. That's what I would assume. Toilet. That's what these are all going to look like. They ended up making him an accurate, handsome one, correct? Like shortly after the horrible one was unveiled. Yeah, they they completely did it. <laughs> so that would you think you think these will be to scale? <laughs> like, would will they be awesome. the appropriate heights, or is everybody going to be the same height? And then you make the Donald Trump one, and he's like seven foot five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that the front? Just like a, welcoming you, like Cristo yeah. Redentor, seventy <laughs> stories tall. <laughs> Welcome to my garden. Welcome to my garden of heroes. Oh, wow. Uh, what you going to do? What you going to do? If they build it, I'll go. I'll go visit it. <laughs> um, should we talk Norman about- Rockwell. Love his paintings. Okay, that's it. We got to stop reading this. Oh, Jackie Robinson, another baseball. Another oh, baseball guy. Go. Since we're sports adjacent, should we go into some sports topics? Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk okay. about some football. I mean, I watched I watched enough football and my eyes started bleeding this past weekend. I think I think I did like if there was 16 total hours to watch, I think I did like 15 and a half. The 30 minutes was like just like continuous bathroom breaks throughout the two days. Um I would like to <clears throat> send a message to um every big J journalist out there who Go. likes who likes to tout, you know, the third week in January every year, the divisional round is the best week of football ever. And how great this is. This is actually, it, it, you know, if you enjoy watching the NFC AFC championship game, you're dumb and you're a small brained idiot because the divisional round is actually the best round for watching football. Okay. You actually probably enjoy impossible burgers and I <laughs> like beyond burgers. So I don't like your tone. Uh, if you had mixed those two up because you made Luke and I sound bad, but anyway, I'm just going to move past that. Um, you know what the best week for football is every week? Cause football <laughs> is great. And you know what I like more than it's- watching four playoff games is watching 16 games when all 32 teams are playing each other because the math checks out. Some of those games are going to be great. And spoiler alert, most of these playoff games were not very good. 
like, no. Saturday games a... were boring. Yeah. Saturday games were boring. Like, if you didn't have money on them, I don't know why you kept watching. The, the only one that really held a margin of interest for an extended period of time um, was the Browns versus the Chiefs. Yes. Exactly, yeah. and it I was. was the I, only, thought the, like, I thought the Sunday game. evening game was good too. It that was, was that yeah. caught, that kept my interest for a, 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 a decent amount of it. I would say it was reverse Browns, right? Where the Browns game in the first quarter was like not very interesting, and then it was interesting for two through four. I would say the Tampa game was interesting one through three, and not interesting for four. I would agree with that. I would also throw the take out there. Thank you, toilet. Let me know if you're going to jump on this grenade with me. <laughs> Turf football is not as interesting. Football is better on grass. Agreed. Ooh. Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. Like, I mean, I as don't... somebody whose introduction to football was the greatest show on turf, shout out Kurt Warner and Marshall Falk. I had both of their jerseys as a kid. Wow. I love those. I love those Rams teams. Somebody the turf loves is points. Dumb. <laughs> Actually, I did. I did. I, I did like. I did like. You know, this give you a lot of uh, three pointers and a shut lot up. of. Uh, <laughs> I want to amend my take and say that turf football is good when we're talking shootout, high-flying offenses. Like, when you got that and you've got a fast turf, that's when it's fun. But if it's going to be, like, Saints versus Buccaneers and it's going to be a mid-rangey or defensive-type game because Drew Brees can't throw it past the line of scrimmage... um, then I, I want to see some grass football and like you know three yards in a cloud of dust. I want to see chias and helmets. I want to see white jerseys <laughs> stained Talking damp turf too, not stained Oakland red, Raiders, red, Odako Coliseum turf. Red, blue, all the colors of the midfield and the end zone logos, and I want to. I, I just I, I want to see. I want to see some uh, some. Uh, some dirt marks, baby. Let's go. I completely agree with that. I think that, you know, hearkening back to Luke's point, like the shootouts, like, you know, the, one of the most exciting games for me to watch as a fan the last few years was the Chiefs-Rams shootout back in L.A. a couple years ago, and that was played on grass. Like I think that it's kind of a misnomer that you can only have shootouts in the turf because of the footing and whatnot. Like, we all we watch the turf monster claim a couple fools every year in Soldier Field up close and personal but what it's i I wish that like they could play on like the turf like in jacksonville right like apparently like that's like the best turf in the in the nfl because they get that like bermuda grass oh down there that's really that's really good it's like very soft and spongy Mm -hmm. and i know it's great for kicking it's almost like you get like an added yard or two kicking off of grass like that um yeah but I think the I think I think the I, I like the the Bears field is just like an abomination. No, it's just I, I, there there are no external factors, especially. I'm, I guess I'm thinking about like dome teams because that's a lot of what we're talking about when we're talking about artificial turf fields. There are very few outdoor turf fields. Arizona, the metal, the Meadowland, the Meadowlands have an outdoor. Oh wait, you mean you? Sorry, excuse me. You mean indoor turf fields? I, I mean, most of the fields in the NFL that are artificial are indoor. Yeah, yeah. Arizona's about, got the one where they can, like, shoot the grass out and, like, grow yeah. it and then bring it back in. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the Bills have turf, but I think that grass shows well, that they're outdoors. Yeah. It shows a passage of time. 
So like, oh, like Zag is saying, like, oh, they're all dirty. It's the fourth quarter. Like they're looking schlubby and stuff. Just like there's no difference in the Saints. But like it's just so boring. These teams play each other every year. And almost always the Saints kick the shit out of them. I would just found it very uninteresting. I would agree. Can I get some dirty uniforms? That's all I'm asking. I just want you to be I dirty. Feel, I, I would be tricked into thinking I watched a tough football game. Exactly. Yeah, I want exactly. that uh, Ravens-Steelers game from seven years ago that ended 3-0 because the players were playing <laughs> ankle-deep muck. Yes. And yes. Justin Tucker kicked a three-yard field, 13-yard <laughs> field goal to win the game. Uh, yeah, does I would I would love to watch a tribute to like the NFL's best three nothing games. <laughs> yes. I would I would I would love to do that. That might be my that might be my homework for next week. I might do a book report on the best three nothing games of all time. Um, uh, underrated storyline going into next year: Justin Tucker might be broken. He missed a field goal in their first playoff game, and then he <laughs> doinked in their second playoff game. So he doinked twice. Did he double doink? I think he double doinked, right? No, he just he doinked and doinked. He did not double doink. Oh, he has two separate doinks. Smoking big doinks. Pain. Something something to note. Toilet um, visual meme right here. Textual meme. Pain. Yeah. Just just pain. Just pain. Ninety four pain. Speaking of pain. That New Orleans Saints play. And let me just say this for anyone who's not a Chicago Bears fan. Basically, the uh, New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees cannot throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. Whenever they want to do that, they bring in Taysom Hill. They bring in Jameis Winston. They put Jameis Winston as the wide receiver all the way on the right. They put Alvin Kamara in the Wildcat formation, and they move any slot receiver in motion, jet motion across Alvin Kamara gets the snap. He hands it off to the receiver. Jameis Winston slowly trots backward behind the line of scrimmage. The jet motion guy flips it to him. And Jameis Winston flips the ball 50 yards down the field to some guy who hit as a tight end, blocked for five seconds, and then leaked out down the seam. This is the exact same play the Chicago Bears ran the previous week, and I don't care that Jameis Winston completed it. I don't care that Drew Brees can't throw the ball 10 yards. I don't care that that Wims dropped it last week because I'm a Chicago Bears fan, and that's just what's supposed to happen to me. But I do expect Joe Buck and Troy Aikman to watch the fucking game the week before and point that out. Give us some fucking credit. Give us some credit. Give us some context. Yeah, don't give Matt Nagy any credit. Don't give Matt Nagy any credit. Excellent point, Luke. Do not but give I, Matt Nagy any credit. I give the Bears somewhat of a credit for the for um, helping out in that loss. So I guess that's one win, point two five, or excuse me, one loss and point two five wins because uh, they did they did account they did account for some points in the next game. So that's it. We're gonna tip our we're gonna hang our cap on that one. So we officially finished eight point two five and nine on the year. So wow. exactly, make the sure first quarter win in football history. <laughs> <laughs> Write it down. I and like as it was happening, I was like losing my mind. I was melting down, and all all I wanted was the credit of oh my god, the Bears ran this last week, but this week the Saints executed. Like that's all they had to say. It blows my mind that. <laughs> Troy Aikman and Joe Buck didn't watch the game from the previous week. Like, are you kidding? Are they just like freaking Sil Bimmons and freaking Sal and they just watch Sunday Night Football on the game that they cover and that's it? And if they wanted to, like, they could 
Troy, they, they could watch the like Game Pass version where like they get rid of like the credits and like uh, yeah, the shit the in between plays. Version. It's not even yeah, it's it's like it's like, insanely it's not even that. Like they usually cut down on the time in between plays and it's like forty minutes or like thirty eight minutes or something like that. It just goes play to play to play. It's all twenty two. It's like I spent more time preparing for this podcast with we have twenty eight listeners in the last seven days than they did. Preparing. Shout out our listeners. We love yeah. you all. Shout Hi, out to all twenty five of you that are not the three of us. Would it would it kill you all to like bring a friend next time so <laughs> we could have fifty? That would be nice. That would be nice. Um, so that's my only thing I have about football. You guys have any predictions for this week? Well, I I predict Kansas City in Green Bay, but that's just because I'm sitting on a four to one ticket for that matchup. Yeah, that's that's not a bad position to be in because both of those teams look pretty good. Although Patrick Mahomes might still be on Neptune after that. Oh my gosh! Game. Did you did you guys watch? Did you watch that happen live? Yeah. Yeah, I was watching that happen live, and like he popped up, and he had no effing idea where he was. Like it was kind of it was it was scary. He like yeah. they had to like pull him up, and I mean the hit was kind of questionable to begin with. I mean like the guy kind of wrapped him around his neck, like upper, kind of like wrap gra- like wrapped him up up like be- like above his shoulders. But that was that was pretty. It, I mean it was the, the head collision. They kept showing the side of it, and it didn't look as violent. But if you watched the actual game footage of when the play happened, you're like. Oh, his head just like he just got Corey Wootened into the into the turf. Yeah. Shout out all our Bears fans. Yeah. For getting it, that it reference. It looked like when when a boxer just absolutely gets yeah. like crossed up, like gets yeah. a they like need to get to him to his jaw, corner right away. Like get him back to his corner. Not even, but he like hits the deck and he's out, and the ref dings it, but. You know, you're only unconscious if you get knocked out in a boxing match, typically for like a second. And he like pops up and is like, "No, I'm I'm ready to go," but you can't see anything, and you know, is completely dazed. That's what Pat Mahomes looked like. Like if they put the ball back in his hands, like if this is 15 years ago, Chad Henney never makes it onto the field, and Pat Mahomes throws an interception on the next play. Yeah, um, 15 years ago, you mean like? like five years ago um before will smith uh made that movie and solved the nfl concussion problem (laughs) tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth tell the truth um will smith saved the nfl thank you will smith um i had a couple thoughts so my first thought was patrick mahomes kind of tweaked his ankle or his foot earlier in that game why are you busted around too why are you trying to get a third and one by having Patrick Mahomes run the ball? Like, why? Why is that the play call? Like, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like, I thought that the coverage was just too good. I feel like he just sort of—he's the kind of guy who would like do that shit on his own. Like, put the team on my back, though. Yeah, um, you'd like try. You'd Donald like try Driver and tell with him. a broken leg. Exactly. You'd like try to uh, Greg Jennings. <laughs> Greg Jennings. Uh, you'd, you'd, you'd like toilet. You'd tell him not to do it, but like his instinct would kick in, and you know it's because he played baseball. Oh yeah, that's God why he, he played baseball. That's why he knows how to run in a straight line. Uh, I mean, like the play call was like a speed option, and it looks like I just replayed it. The corner did like come and take away the pitch man, so it looked like it was the right call to keep it. But just like 
I don't know, man. Like, you've got so much to play for. Like, this was a third and one early in the game. Like, why Why is that? Like, if my sophomore quarterback is dinged up, like, I'm not purposely, like, putting him in harm's way unless we absolutely need to, like, that, that is, like, the play that dictates. This is exactly. I mean. Can we protect a, these players? <laughs> this we... is a perfect analogy between Toilet's sophomore quarterback and reigning MVP half-billion-dollar <laughs> quarterback Patrick Super Mahomes. Bowl champion Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> my part lar- owner of the Kansas City Royals now, too. My larger point is if Chad <laughs> Henney is a god and you can just roll him out and throw it to Tyreek Hill and get a third a one-yard conversion anytime you want it, why don't you just call that play, Andy, if that's what you want to run? Hey, I just don't but- understand putting your quarterback in harm's way. I don't think that hit was dirty at all. Like it, it he just kind of came downhill because he wanted to get that one yard. And the I didn't see the I mean the linebacker's like swiping at the ball to try and get the ball out after he tackled him, which I can't really blame him for. You gotta do whatever you can do against the the Browns, but I don't really think it was that dirty of a play. I don't know about dirty, but it could have gone a little lower. Maybe more like in the body. Maybe the hip. Head body, head body. Head body. Hey, uh, since you mentioned Chad Henney toilet, we're going to do a quick fun game. How much do you think, how much money has Chad Henney made in career earnings oh. on the field? Okay, he was a second round pick in 2008, correct? Yeah, but remind, I would remind you that you know, contracts were a little different back in those days. The Sam okay, Bradford draft. Is was that, that right? the Sam Bradford draft? Bram Dradford? I don't know. I don't think so. I think it was. Oh, he might have been a year after that, Luke. Oh, six. I, I mean, was... knowing that Chase Daniel has made close to a hundred million dollars, I'm gonna guess <laughs> he hasn't made that. But that's not. It's not that much. Oh well, that was gonna be my guess. Was a hundred million. So I guess that's it's a little not too that much. much. I'll go seventy-five. Luke, what do you think? Ooh, I'll go 2000, 2010, by the way. 60 in a 10-year career. 6 mil per uh, 13. Okay, it's it's uh, it's uh, 35. Okay. But well. I think that's still a lot of money. Like Chase Daniel is around like 35, 40 million. But I think that's like an insane amount of money to make as a career backup. He was like, good for him. Good for him. in Jacksonville. Yeah, they paid him starter money. I'll tell you yeah. that. Did he start a playoff game for the Dolphins, or did I make that up? He might have. He got paid. He got paid about twenty three and a half of that thirty five million from Jacksonville. That's wow. a Michigan man for you, right there. He was part of the Rich Rodriguez of Michigan teams. Was he the quarterback right after Brady then, at Michigan? No, no, that would have been a couple years after. It's been like a decade after. Brady is old balls, dude. That's right. I kept thinking Brady was drafted in like 2004. It's way, yeah. No, Father Time was drafted way before then. Oh, (laughs) I'm thinking of Matt Moore. Matt Moore started a playoff game for the Dolphins against the uh, Steelers. And Matt Moore uh, back up for KC. Hmm. Um, yeah, my prediction is uh, Bills. Uh, I think the Bucks can beat the Packers. I don't think they will. Uh, I think they'll kind of melt down because that team is just super undisciplined. And Bills Packers. I hope Bills kick the absolute shit out of the Packers in two weeks. I think that'd be awesome to watch. Yeah, I would love to see that too. I would love that to be the end boss for the Bills to get the boogeyman off their back. Do you think they're going to beat the the Chiefs? 
if Pat Mahomes doesn't play, like if he's in serious concussion protocol, like who knows? I don't think what it's kind concussions. I think him? it's his neck. He said he like sprained a nerve in his neck. I don't know what the no. Means. He's in concussion protocol. I read that he right. was he has a nerve, a sprained nerve or something. Uh, which is also a very yeah. This, cool this is what you say. <laughs> yeah, this is what you yeah convenient injury to have when you have an unidentified head injury or yeah. excuse me the hockey upper body injury. That makes sense. Pat Mahomes yeah. <laughs> out for the rest of the game. Upper body injury. <laughs> Yeah, he you know what else is body. really cool to have injured while you're a quarterback? Your neck. You don't really use that for anything while you're quarterbacking. <laughs> he yeah. also hurt his foot in that game, so I'm reading that he hurt his foot as well. So I don't know how much he'll be able to run. Yeah, he's going to be busted up, so the Bills certainly have a chance. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. We got any other uh, sports stuff? I mean, the Bills I just... just- did shut out another dynamic quarterback last week, just saying. I'm just so disappointed the Bears aren't going to be in on this Deshaun Watson trade. Yeah. Melt it's it sad. down. It's, it, sound, it, sounds like the, it sounds like they're probably going to go after probably Jameis in the offseason. But it seems like the Saints would probably want to keep him if, he, if Drew Brees retires, right? Well, yeah, but who's going to pay him more? I don't know. If you're Jameis, do you kind of need to resurrect your career a little bit and like play with a? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I feel like that's the that's why like he's gonna pull Paige out of the Teddy Bridgewater playbook, no pun intended, yeah. which is the go to go to New Orleans, like rehabilitate your career, and then in the subsequent off season get the contract from you know which lower tier franchise the Bears which next doesn't year. have yeah which doesn't have a quarterback. Why do you think Sean Payton chose to start Taysom Hill? I mean, we—I mean, they ended up winning most of those games that he played. There you go. Out, but I—I think—I think it's because he just—I I, like Jameis. I think it's just too much of a wild card with the turnovers. Yeah. But they have a good enough defense where, like, if they did turn the ball over maybe one extra time a game, they could probably like make do yeah you just want to have right. a big mormon under center like it is yeah it's not what else can you say like he can make the throws just, and he won the games so just like, love to soak yeah. that mormon's just soaking in the glory right there hell yeah brother uh, all right i don't see anything else sports related on here should we get away from sports sports yeah we want to take a bathroom break yeah please. sure we can take a quick break and we'll be right back jazz music story for us this week um one that really uh tickled my funny bone shall we say um and that is the story of the guy who lived in o'hare for three months (laughs) yes that sounds like hell on earth so toilet tom hanks if you're not familiar with the story bill murray 
A 36-year-old man allegedly lived inside O'Hare International Airport inside the security zone for three months before he was caught this past Saturday. Um, Aditya Singh was too afraid to fly back to Los Angeles due to COVID-19, so he just lived in the terminal for three months. Um, And I don't know about you guys, but this story is absolutely hysterical because it defies all of the logic and the things that we've been taught like post 9-11 of how airport security should work like this guy like had no plan no equipment arrived on an inbound flight with a carry-on and was able to live in the airport for three months did it have um because i feel like you could do pretty much anything did it have information about washing his clothes no okay it didn't have um a ton of information um but like i'm sorry i'm getting harassed at the security checkpoint because my cologne is in a bottle that's larger than three ounces, even though there's less of a quarter of the liquid in it. And I need to dump that out. But congrats. You have cologne, (laughs) but this guy guy over here, this guy has a fucking tree house set up in terminal two, like at the gate going to Northwest Arkansas is like, Oh dog, you had to throw out your shampoo. I've got mad shampoo in my treehouse, which I've set up. Yeah, I've been living here for months. Want to come check out my treehouse? It's really cool up there. Dude, how much airport chilies do you think he ate? Oh, oh that, that's the other thing, too. It said that um, he had gotten by by getting food from other passengers. And I feel like the airport is the one place in Chicago where people like aren't able to come up to you and harass you for your food because it's like a club with a $200 cover fee to get inside the security zone because you at least have to have a ticket he wasn't buying food he was just mooching yeah so you know you're sitting there at the Frontera Grill Express in the American Terminal waiting to go there and this dog and this guy comes up to you is like uh, hey dog you gonna finish that torta it's like (laughs) What do you mean am I going to finish this torta? I bought this torta al pastor for $18. Enjoy my Frontera <laughs> $35 <grill>. torta. <laughs> yeah, what do you mean? Like, what are you just like too afraid to get back on your flight to Los Angeles, but you're eating other people's food in yeah, the Yeah, that airport? part doesn't make any sense. <laughs> What's going on here? Yeah, a bit of a logic gap got me there. I, I, I'm a master of spin, and I can't even spin that one. Because it would make sense to me, like, okay, he could buy food every day, he could use the bathroom there and, like, freshen up, but I just don't understand, like, the clothing situation, like, how you'd clean your clothes or get new clothes or... Because you could just sleep in the terminal, that's normal. But maybe he had, like, Admiral's Club access, and so he's just, you know, living the high life every day. Well, it it (laughs) came to light that part of the reason why he was able to hide out in the terminal so long was that he found credentials to get behind the scenes on the ground. So he just yeah. like found a key card. Did they say like, that was like the more like pressing matters or like, Oh, you basically stole access to get into like the secure areas of O'Hare. Like that's the bigger security breach. than and the fact that like you just wanted to stay in a public place for three months. And I, I mean, it's a huge risk because of like, Again, all of the security that's around airports post 9-11 and 
the fact that we created an alphabet agency to expressly look out for things like this, like people breaking into the back parts of airports. Um, but I assume that's where he was like showering and washing his clothes and stuff was oh. like in the back. We need area. to we need to get an expert on. We need our friend Kevin, his dad used to help before COVID used to help people at the kiosk at O'Hare. We need to get him on so we can ask him questions about how this could be done because we know that he knows how to do it. Like where would be the best terminal to hide out? You know, who's got who, you know, which, which area has the people who throw away the most food, these sort of things. I mean, uh, can you like, guys think, sorry, go ahead toilet. No, it reminds me of Bob's Burgers episode where they get locked inside of an outdoor camping store, which seems like kind of one of the best places to get locked for three months because you'd have all of the amenities needed to camp. Yeah. Uh, which is exactly what you're doing. I can't think of a worse place to be in O'Hare. Like, all I can think about as soon as I'm in O'Hare is how soon I can get out of O'Hare. Exactly. Yeah. And they've expressly made, like, all of the furniture in the terminals so uncomfortable that like you, you can't don't camp out there. there for long and you don't want to be there. Yeah. Um, but toilet to add on to your point, I was going to say if you're, you know how like banks and software companies will hire hackers who are able to get into their software because they're able to expose vulnerabilities and backdoors and the code and stuff. Did this guy just set himself up for life because he can play hide and seek in extremely secure zones Ooh. with zero plan and zero preparation. The ultimate. He's, li Go ahead. He's literally just going to do airport reviews, not to steal a joke from part of my take, but like that's mm. going to be his next job is just to review airports. I he mean, the like, Talk about the ideal companion to go to Disney World with. Like, it's Splash Mountain after hours all day with Aditya. <laughs> you want to talk about night in the museum? How about a year in the fucking museum? <laughs> this guy is the ultimate secret shopper. He is going to be exploited left and right for gain from different companies. I We're totally. breaking into the Hall of Presidents and pissing on Andrew Jackson's leg with my guy here because he's just able <laughs> to find credentials no matter where he goes. He was at the Capitol building on the 6th, got away, went back to O'Hare Airport. <laughs> no one knew. to a street fort. Nobody knew. Nobody knew. <laughs> You've mentioned a tree fort. Is that a real thing? Like he had to show them, this is my hidey hole. This is where I've been hanging out. No, I, I was like doing that for hyperbole because okay, I think it. like I think he was pretty mobile. But I mean, did, part did of he ever did he have a spot, Luke, where he like would sleep, or did he, or like you said, he was just mobile. He would just go to different spots, do it different places. It's pretty light on detail, I think, for obvious reasons. Um, like they don't want replicators. He yeah, he exposed security vulnerabilities, so they're not trying to say like he hid in this one camera blind spot in this terminal, um, or he just like was able to lock a bathroom stall and create a hammock out of toilet paper and newspapers. Um, he was smart enough uh, than most of the insurrectionists to not post on his social media feed every day. Day 45 in O'Hare, going to try and snag a tortilla from Frontera Grill today. Day day 73 of eating Panda Express for lunch. <laughs> I haven't been able to leave the bathroom. 
If this has been my secret. <laughs> Day yeah, 48. Just, just eating so much airport food that he's just been sick every one of those days, and he's tried to go home, but he just can't leave the bathroom. Day 48. I've finally given up on turning my underpants inside out every other day. <laughs> I just threw them away. <laughs> uh, Yikes. Good story. Shout Luke, you should guy. make a... Make a screenplay out of it. I don't think anybody's done that before. Instead of up in the air, it's down on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, shit. Um, All right. Well, speaking of, this actually segues pretty well. I have a topic talking about um, our, our friend who ate food off of other people's plates. What is... What is like the most broke thing that you eat? It's just like one of those things that you eat that you're just like, damn, I do this because it's like one dollar for dinner and like I'm too ashamed to tell anybody and we're in the trust tree. I'll go first. My like broke thing that I eat all the time, spaghetti sandwiches. Delicious. You just take some leftover spaghetti and you put it you put it on a sandwich. It is so good. Maybe a little like Chipotle Tabasco hot sauce on there. Oh, it's so good. But, like, I have been ridiculed for that. People are yeah, like, how my, broke is that? My dead Italian paisans just rose from the grave and died again hearing you explain what a spaghetti <laughs> sandwich was. Yeah, my my Prego, my Kroger brand spaghetti noodles, and my Wonder Bread. Boom. Uh, that is disgusting. <laughs> disgusting and broke. Oh, my God. Um I don't even think I have a comparison to that. I was going to say Taco Bell. That was going to be my, my answer. but I, I was going to say Poverty Bowl, which is, <laughs> oh, like, yeah, for, uh, which is a recipe these. of mine, um, which is like part leftover. The base is always rice, but it's part leftovers, part whatever vegetables that you have. Usually like <laughs> chicken, some kind of cheese and dried herbs, and you mix it all together and you end up creating like a giant bowl of food for less than four bucks in ingredients. Is it a Chipotle, not a Chipotle bowl, but a uh, poverty bowl. Yeah. It's made by Luke. It's like six pounds of food. Like what you would <laughs> spend on a Chipotle burrito bowl, you get like 15 servings out of it. Granted, because it's mostly rice. But like, you just yeah, steal a little bit of Rick's leftover chicken Kiev. And I'll uh, and I'll still make a little bit of that too um, now and then. I don't know. Does canned tuna count? Yes. Like, yes. yeah. Canned tuna is disgusting. Yeah, that sounds like I would only like a, eat that in an absolute pinch. Sounds like a you problem because you can dress up canned tuna and make it pretty good. And it's I think I've shown you can dress up source of protein. You could dress up spaghetti in multiple ways. You Why know? not just eat it? Maybe in a even putting out two pieces of garlic bread. Boom! There you go. That's a spaghetti you sandwich. You didn't say garlic bread. No, I don't normally do it on garlic bread. My arteries can't handle all that garlic butter. But I'm just saying, you could dress it up some more and make it even better. No, man, you just take like two sandwich. You just take two pieces of loaf bread, and there you go. Boom! Put spaghetti in the middle. You got you got some meat. You got some noodles. You got some cheese. Boom. I don't know. Do you guys ever do chip dinner? What's that? Chip dinner? Oh, where you just, you just like... eat chips for dinner? <laughs> <laughs> I almost never do that. I I make dinner pretty much every single day. 
Well, well, Tori, is there is there something that you make when you're just like, I I don't like I want to turn my brain off while I cook dinner. Or I just need something super fast. Like Luke can attest to the fact that I think I for like a year and a half I ate like a uh, oven cooked chicken breast with like no seasoning on it. Oh my god, I feel bad for you. I wish I was your roommate. I like to cook. Cooking is like my way to decompress at the end of the day. So I oftentimes enjoy planning and curating my meals. I've been told I'm a good roommate for that reason. So, well, nice, good for you. Maybe <laughs> I, I bet Hank loves it a lot. Hank do, Hank do love it. Um, yeah, Hank I wish do. I could relate to this comment. I mean, I eat fast food like once every two weeks, probably, and Taco Bell is one of my favorites. So, that's when I usually turn my brain off. All right, we're back. Um, even though it's a blizzard here in the Greater Chicagoland area, apparently. Uh, Nashville is the one yet again experiencing his service interruptions. Oh, did something happen down on uh, Broadway? <laughs> no, not not this time. I don't. I don't know. I I really don't know what happened right there. It just like it just the router just gave out. Hattie just chewed it, chewed right through the router. Oh, I'd be so upset with her. Mm. Um, but toilet and I solved your uh, broke meal and made it better. <laughs> Um, go just put the spaghetti in a bowl and put the bread in a toaster and use the bread to like dip in the sauce and mop up the sauce boom but what if i just have the spaghetti on the bread and the sauce is sopping into the bread while i eat this is making me want to throw up listening to this (laughs) um i have a disgusting food uh thing to talk about what is the obsession with all these companies now coming out with near beers? Why is that a thing? Who buys near beers? Who drinks near beers? What's a near beer? You mean like a low alcohol beer? Yeah, it's Heineken 0.0. And then there was another one who came out like, oh, here's our near beer. Check it out. Like, who who is drinking that? I've never heard near beer. I like this term, though. I always thought near beer was like cheerleader beer, like what they serve in Utah and in certain states in the deep south. Like oh. what three three two beer? Yeah, three two. Yeah, that like used to be the thing that you could drink in like college as like an eighteen year old or nineteen year old back in the seventies. You could drink three two beer. Uh, well, I guess I'm not referring to that. I'm just referring to like non alcoholic beer. Like, why is that now becoming in vogue? Why why is that being marketed to me, Luke? Explain marketing. Um, I mean, not to. Um you know, speak uh, Voldemort's name and not to go full Darren Ravel, but non-alcoholic drinks are having a bit of a surge in popularity at the moment. Um, This obviously excludes like the hard seltzer trend because non-alcoholic hard seltzer, excuse me, is just seltzer. Um, But there are a lot of non-alcoholic mocktails and non-alcoholic beers because we're a generation that grew up binge drinking and some of us are needing to go clean now or go relatively clean and still experience like you know not having to drink water i mean that's who drinks non-alcoholic beer are people in recovery or people who like want the taste of beer but don't want to get drunk that just doesn't seem like the people they're marketing to it's like I don't know. Like, it's cool to drink a near beer. Like, I feel like near beer is exactly like people who are trying to be sober and like 
I don't understand who else would even drink one. I mean, it's. I think it's just to like put yourself in the mindset of like drinking with your friends and having fun, even if you aren't getting intoxicated. I think President Bush was famous for drinking O'Doul's on but Air who, Force One. Who was even hanging out with their friends and drinking beer and feeling self-conscious about it? Like, who's even doing that right now? We can't even hang out. I guess if you're someone who likes the taste of beer but doesn't want the like fun effects of getting drunk i mean personal story not personal but maddie's dad was on antibiotics for an extended period of time like a very long extended period of time and he drank non-alcoholic beer during that stretch because you're not supposed to drink while you're taking antibiotics so yeah, maybe you've got acne and you're taking like uh, tetracycline to try and clear it up, and you can't drink. So drink a. I need to f- yeah, I need to feel NA like beer. I'm getting drunk with the boys. Okay, I guess it's just not for me. Have, have yourself just... in sharps. <laughs> I feel <laughs> no like duels. I saw a bunch of ads for it this weekend, and I was like, I don't understand who. It's buys also this. dry January. Because so, everyone got too drunk on New Year's Eve. Needs to take I, an entire I, month off. I mean, dry January is definitely a thing, and drinking less is a big New Year's resolution up there with lose weight, quit smoking, find a new job. Start a podcast. Start a podcast. Get fired from our jobs. Get, get fired from our jobs. <laughs> Commit get to a, the podcast. Get Commit a to the podcast every day. Get, get a, a statue of the Garden of American Heroes. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Live in Disney World for three months. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, finally, we open up we open up our food car business selling spaghetti sandwiches. No, oh. we open up our theme restaurant, our Indian barbecue theme restaurant. <laughs> QAnon, baby. Yes. Hey, I like I like all the uh, Indian food that you guys have here, but like, why is there a spaghetti sandwich <laughs> on the back side of this menu? And it's like I follow everything except this. It's a conspiracy. The spaghetti sandwich is what's keeping the deep state pedophiles off of our back right now. Okay, <laughs> it wards them off. It's like garlic for vampires. <laughs> Uh, I saw a post about one of the insurrectionists was a uh, speech path, I think, in Ohio. And she said, uh, like, oh, she was photographed at the insurrection and she got instead of, you know, quitting, she resigned. You know, uh, you guys can't fire me. I resigned first kind of thing. And then she said in her statement, like, oh, I'm going to I'm now going to dedicate my life to end child trafficking. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. And then it continued to say because of the deep state. And I'm like, oh, no, you lost me. Like. (laughs) I mean, good for you for wanting to end human trafficking. Like that's super noble, but no, don't really. It's, it's it's all cute shit. Whenever they talk about it like that, it's too bad. Uh, we are an anti-traffic, anti-trafficking podcast, <laughs> and child trafficking. We we are a pro ending trafficking, but not for QAnon purposes. Podcast. Boom. That's Boom. succinct. Boom. <laughs> Put it. Print the shirts. Print Put the it on shirt. a t-shirt. And <sighs> child traffic, but we just shut down the uh, mock town where you learn uh, traffic rules at JFK Health World. <laughs> oh, perfect. A perfect segue. Luke, why are you 
giving me chills by putting on the Google Doc cramming for your health final. Yeah, what uh, gives? J- yeah, what gives, health- buddy? Did you stare at the JFK Health World giant mannequin and learn a few things? Uh, R.I.P. Gr- the Health World, by the way. <laughs> that's a great question, Toilet. And R.I.P. to JFK Health World for sure. It's a um, church now. You can it worship. It is a church now. Um, <laughs> can I still like climb through the heart atriums while yep. I praise Jesus? That's all still there. Okay. As long um, as they still sell astronaut food, I'll, I'll go. They got my money. <laughs> I'll tithe. Um. So I, in my infinite wisdom, decided to schedule my annual physical six months late because I wasn't <laughs> going to go in like July or August of this year because of everything going on. Too like, busy the, partying. Th- yeah, that was the too last busy t- fretting hard this Drink, summer. <laughs> drinking near <laughs> beers. <laughs> just, just get drunk off of three, two beers. Um, <laughs> but I, I scheduled it for... Um, January 9th. Ew. Um, Gross. um, Suffice to say that in the months leading up to it, like throughout the autumn and winter, and particularly the holiday season, I was what we like to call in the biz making average health choices in that I was drinking, if not every night, most nights, um, drinking probably too much, and of course it's the holidays, so eating a bunch of rich foods, cheeses, salty meats, spaghetti sandwiches, pasta dishes, <laughs> um, you know, chips, that sort of thing. Um, but I realized that I was going to be going into my physical at what is typically probably my least healthy time in the year. So the week prior, I just decided decided to i just decided to cram for my final in like totally reversing all of the healthy choices that i had made over the prior six months as if the four days going into my physical were going to make a tremendous amount of difference yeah you're like um, a wrestler cutting weight <laughs> like a wrestler cutting weight except what that actually meant for me was um, getting the uh, vegetarian Donner box with fries instead of the one that had uh, gyro meat on it. Um, so suffice get, to say, get the, the veggie sandwich from Subway too. Yeah, suffice it to say, uh, it didn't work. Uh, it's like <laughs> trying to take Adderall and staying up for your accounting tests. Like you might get like most of the way there, but you're not going to ace it. So uh, my doctor and I had to have a conversation about. Uh, making some better choices throughout the year instead of just like the 48 hours going into a physical. See, I see, I would have spun this in a different direction and said, you know, not because you were eating so much bad food or, you know, the holidays kind of like took you and swept you, swept you away for a couple of weeks. I'd say you just did, you just did 16 weeks of football, sir, 17 weeks of NFL football. (laughs) And you're going to go get, you're gonna go get a physical after that. I mean, there's a there's gonna be a lot of cheese in those arteries. There's gonna be a lot of a lot of a lot of beer in that liver. I mean, you can't you can't be going you can't be going to get a physical after the stress of 17 weeks of watching Bears football. Like I Doc, know. I need something for it. Come on. But you know, like also spin zone. Um, it can only get better from here. Ah, uh, very good. <laughs> Very good, yeah. 
Are you sure? Um, well, I mean, in, in certain respects, no. Like, it could get worse from here, <laughs> certainly. Um, but I'm not typically eating the way that I do during the holidays and end football season for the remainder of the year, particularly, like, this time of year as I go into, like, January, and then Lent is coming up, and I usually do something crazy for that. And then we're in swimsuit season. So it's really autumn winter when I uh, make these average health choices. Yeah, cuffing season. Cuffing season, exactly. Um, you know, it's it's fucking cold outside. It's blizzarding right now in Chicago, Zach. Like you need I, your I need you need your man meat. Weight. You need your layer of man meat, man I, fat. There you go, man. Keeps yourself warm. Also keeps your keeps your lady warm too. I, I need to keep my lady warm with my man meat. <laughs> <laughs> This is why they created sweaters, guys. It's not because we're cold. It's because we need to cover the folds, okay? Yes. That's why I layer up. The Patagonia puffy vest. Yep. (laughs) An essential tool in covering up the fact that you gain 10 pounds. The all-time gut reduction. Also, it's like I pin, had pinstripes, right? It's like pinstripes are supposed to make you thinner. It's the Patagonia vest. <laughs> Get rid of your gut. Patagonia vest. I had even fewer reasons to try this summer, which is typically <laughs> when I'm like, okay, like someone's going to have to see me with my shirt off. Speaking of speaking of exercising, Luke, we talked about this uh, yesterday. I am listening to your running playlist. I enjoy it very much. Have you been running? Yeah. Uh, have you been running? What, how? How, how far have you been running? What are you doing? Are you doing fart licks? Are you doing library loop every Death day? Death loop. <laughs> um, no, I'm not doing that. Um, so my after I put on my, my running day, shoes and I sit on the couch. <laughs> and I, I put my Fitbit in the dryer and let it spin around <laughs> for 45 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, toilet just puts his on Hank's tail and then just has him... <laughs> Gets him real excited. Hank is somehow more sedentary than I am, so that would not help. <laughs> I um, couldn't even put it on Hattie. She has no tail. So <laughs> you, you guys are closing in on it, and uh, mine is more uh, mid-year. But uh, my goal this year is to run 30 marathons cumulatively over the course of my 30th year on Earth, which comes out to about 792 miles over the course of the year or just about 2.1 miles per day. That's a lot of miles. It's a lot of miles there, Luke. We might need to talk about that one. Over the course of the year? That's a lot. I've already done like one and a half. Miles? <laughs> That's it? Yes. <laughs> over over 18 days? 19 days? Um no, I've already done like four, so what, 42. Wait, what is it? Is it 26.2? Yeah. Okay, so we do that times 30. That's exactly 786. Yes, I do have my 10 key right next to me. So it's 786. So we're going to divide that by... Do you have one with by... a paper on it? Uh, no, we, nobody uses it, so just get out of here. Oh, come on. That would be so cool. Are they all that loud? I mean, maybe I might like to be. I, I'm, I'm a loud typer on my ten key. Mm, yeah, I could tell. My hand, my hand is in my my ten key hand is insured up to a hundred thousand dollars too. This is a real accountant ASMR hours right now. 
Wait, 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 here we go. Here we go. Hold on. Hold on. And now we're going to do um, adjusted deflation. And now Pearl Jam. <laughs> and now we're going to talk about debits and credits. <laughs> Um, First, I'd like to say thank you. Okay, wait. So that actually comes out to. You're right. It's like 2.15 miles a day. So if you did a little over two, you'd be fine. Yeah. So it's it's not really that bad, and I've been able to get my wind up relatively quickly. Um, the key is going to be avoiding shin splints. I think that's like the major danger if you're like ramping up running. Oh yeah. I mean, you're almost thirty. You know. It, shin splints knee damage back you know just all of it you know My, uh, achilles like hopefully they stay intact city fall, rats like, city windows, city potholes city rats, not wood. My, my knees and back are fine like i've never had major knee or back issues like um luke, but, luke i think you should try if you if this play if this goes out pretty well like if this goes on pretty well you should try and uh you should try and qualify for boston We'll work on that. I'll, I'll work on running like a three-hour marathon. <laughs> I wonder what the qualifying time is for our age now. I think when Rick Rick ran the marathon when we were in, he ran the Milwaukee Marathon in 2014, and for his age range, I think the like Boston time was like 2:42 or something. Like yeah, that's it was ballistic. fucking insane. Yeah, it was it was fucking nuts. Um, yeah, so I, I've been doing that. My running playlist is built for maximum distraction. It's not just like beats per minute or whatever. They do like, oh, you gotta do 120 beats per minute. Sets the cadence. Like, no, I set my own cadence. I'm trying to listen to shit that will distract me. Yeah, bitch. I listen to Malcolm Gladwell's Sleep Stories <laughs> and Kevin Hart's audiobook. I'm so <laughs> distracted. It's insane. <laughs> I listened to the Pro- Tony Hawk Pro Skater 1 soundtrack. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Well, good for you, Luke. I'm super happy for you. I hope that you accomplish all of your goals. Uh, I have the opposite goal of that. I'm going to try and just sit on my couch as much as possible this year. So we'll see. It's off to a great start. Um, Hell yeah. Having knee surgery two weeks ago, I have... I have done I have done almost nothing this year, which is kind of incredible. I've gone almost nowhere. I've done almost nothing. So. Kicked off the year uh, doing opiates, so that's pretty sick. Yeah, that was rad. I have a bunch of extras if you want them. Oh, cool. Uh, oh, cool. We'll, Let's we'll share this. prescription drugs. <laughs> uh, disavow. FBI, uh, just kidding. FBI, disavow. Let's share them over state, border, state borders, too. That probably isn't a bad idea. A- ATF, oh. just kidding. <laughs> Please <laughs> to, uh, don't wake out to- toilet. His house is defended by the Second Amendment. <laughs> <laughs> and hey, Toi- toilet. How's uh, how's the uh, how's the Pokemon stash coming? Ooh, um, well, does this answer your question? <laughs> for the for the listeners at home, toilet has opened up a um, the same sort of trading card binder with. Uh, sleeves for all of his cards that i think i had when i was like nine are you impressed i'm very impressed 
this has been my quarantine hobby. I need to battle. Um, so if anyone else has Pokemon cards, uh, you can't find me on any social medias, but my name is Toilet. So if you just walk around the northwest suburbs and scream Toilet, I will eventually hear you and we can play. Toilet! Yes, you need one? <laughs> no, I'm looking, I'm looking for, for a toilet! Toilet, <laughs> toilet Sexton, where are you? All right, uh, that's boys. all I want for my birthday. Zach, your birthday's coming up. Any birthday wishes? Uh, yeah, I just, you know, wish for all my boys to have a good year, you know, that's all wish for, I wish for all of our listeners to, uh, have a happy and healthy year and to tell their friends, get mm. paid and get laid listeners. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listeners. I, I, we need you to bring more people. So this is how it works. Listeners. We need you to bring more people to the podcast so that Luke, Zach and toilet can get sponsored and then we can do more podcast stuff and we can we can quit our we can quit our day jobs well if mm. a certain podcast host would be kind enough to share the podcast on his instagram stories so one other podcast host doesn't have to do it all the time that'd be me <laughs> that no, would be- I'm, not, I'm not i'm not a big self-promotion guy <laughs> except on here except on here because it's only to you guys um, any other topics we need to hit here before we get out of here? Um, you can save mine for next week. Okay. Toilet, it looks like you've got an interesting one here. Do you want to? Uh... <laughs> yeah, one of them's really quick. One of them's a little longer. The first one is, how are TV shows allowed to say son of a bitch without bleeping out the B word? I don't know. I think do we just sort of accept things a little more every couple of years and then there's just less things that need to get bleeped? I, I, I feel like it's because in the like traditional sense, bitch isn't particularly vulgar. It's just insulting. Okay. It's calling someone a dog, but in a bad way. So, yeah, Bob's Burgers uses son of a bitch a lot. And it's always funny because it's one of the children saying it. And anytime a children <laughs> swears, it's funny. Um, but this is how all... South Park has made hay for decades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Kids yeah. swearing. Kids so swearing. Always funny. Billion dollar idea. But son of a bitch is allowed, but they can't say things like hell or damn and that kind of. I feel like they hell can say sometimes... hell and damn. Do they? I'm not sure if they particularly do on Bob's Burgers for comedic effect. Okay. Like in Anchorman, how they like purposefully don't swear until he says, go fuck yourself, San Diego. Like if the kid's saying son of a bitch is just for effect because they don't swear very often. Yeah. But um, the ones on TV are a little weird. Like you could say ass. You can't say asshole. Yeah, I don't get those rules. Those are weird. Um, Thank you, FCC. I wish you could just opt in or opt out. Like, I'm opting into the swears or I'm opting out of the swears. Yeah, it's called H. It's it's called having your show on cable or on HBO. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Speaking of HBO, no, no, okay, no, we could go there. Go ahead, uh, Zach. What do you got here? Oh, well, speaking of HBO, I watched the Tiger Doc the last couple or these past couple of days, and. Uh, I thought I, I mean Carol I Baskin's really... crazy, huh? Oh, not this that is very Tiger timely, Doc. relevant subject. <laughs> not that Tiger. When that guy Tiger shot Woods. himself. Oh. Tiger Woods doc. Oh, oh, there's a Tiger. Oh wow! Woods you guys actually went to 
Joe Exotic Tiger before I was before Tiger before Tiger Woods. Yeah. Thank you for stepping wow. in my joke. I, I mean, we are we are the foremost golf podcast. I believe our like three of our first five episodes started off with golf topics. Did, did it go to the part where he uh, <laughs> pissed on a Denny's waitress, <laughs> or what was it? Friendlies? Is it Perkins? Perkins. There. Did he go. really? Perkins, Perkins waitress. Yeah, Tiger. Tiger was into some weird stuff. Wow. Yeah. Uh, what was the message of this documentary? Was I think it pro the message or of the document? Uh, Both. Uh, con. con. Slightly. Slightly. I think I also. I'd say. I'd say. Con. I'd say the the message of this doc is not so much about Tiger, but I think it goes to like parenting and says, like the the um. I think we've probably seen it before but this is like an extreme sense of where extreme situation where projecting as a parent projecting your own dreams and uh your own your own your own dreams and plans on your kid is like not a good thing (laughs) i mean he's basically was like born and born and raised to like carry out his dad's and his mom's dreams and it's like oh by the way when he turned 30 he had like an epic meltdown Oh, good thing Tiger isn't doing that with his son. Well, I don't know. I have no idea. Well, I, I have no idea if he is or not. I don't know if his... Maybe oh, wait, he wants yeah, to play the bass looks... guitar. <laughs> like, Dad, oh, I hate you... golf. I, I hate golf. I want to play tennis. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. I'm an anarchist. <laughs> Fuck you, Dad. I just want to collect Pokemon cards. Yeah. Leave me alone, Dad. I just want to play Pokemon Go. I want to Pokemon Go to the polls with my friends. I want to play a real sport like basketball. I want to play boring-ass golf. <laughs> yeah, Dad, I want to play football. The only people who play golf are old men with AIDS, Dad. God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Uh-oh. FCC. Oh, I, F-C-C. I hit the emergency F-C-C. call button on my phone. Oh, can you, can we have the uh, first responders call back and thank them for being first responders no, on the pod? No, I'm not one calling nine one one on the pod. One at a time. One at but, a time. One. Yeah. At a so, toilet. To answer your question, if if there are any listeners who are looking for a good sports doc to watch, the new Tiger doc is very good on HBO Max. I cannot wait. For Free one, plug. The Patrick Free plug. Reed, the Patrick Reed HBO doc. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be somebody following him with like a handheld cam as he like wears his green jacket to go to like Chick-fil-A and then Hardee's and then <laughs> try to get free food. <laughs> <laughs> try to get free food. <laughs> just like, like, like that, like they catch him in like one moment, just like sort of like fingering through his like girlfriend's purse and everything. Like just trying to like stealing take... cell phones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When he stole, wait, yeah, he stole cell phones, right? Doug Gottlieb stole wallets. Yeah. Cam Newton stole laptops. Patrick Reed is just like stuffing a hoodie pocket filled with Snickers <laughs> at a Kroger <laughs> in Atlanta. <laughs> Fuck you, I won the Masters. It's just like chocolate stains on the outside of his green jacket. Uh. Whoa, 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 Radioactive. He truly. He truly Jim, was. We can say he truly was radioactive. <laughs> Fade to black. Because <sighs> guess what? 
because guess what? Toilet, when he won this tournament, he was on top of the world. Hey. <laughs> I'm on top of the world. Hey. <laughs> All right. I think the T is diminishing right now. Yeah, I think when we start the Imagine Dragons quotes part of the podcast, <laughs> it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> Just Jim Nance saying Imagine Dragons quotes for Patrick Reed. <laughs> it's time to it's time to wrap up the episode. Yeah. All right, boys. Well, uh, until next week. Uh, no free plugs. Bring your mother. Bring your mama.